It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue. Brought to you by the Block M Podcast Network. Here with you on Wednesday night, July 5th. Headed into Thursday, July 6th. As we are less than two months from the start of the college football season. Luke Yardy here along with Tyler Seeley as uh, we keep cruising here. Tyler, what's going on, man? Good to have you back on. Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. I did. It was very eventful. A lot of a lot of things to do. I actually capped it off by going to a minor league baseball game last night. So that nice. was fun. Um, yeah, as you say, uh, you know, less than two months away. I think the exact number, because I have a countdown, because I'm that big of a nerd, yeah. <laughs> uh, 59 days until the start yeah. of the Michigan football season. So we'll be excited to get to that point. But um, we have some stuff to talk about. So let's, let's get to it, I guess. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll say this, man. Don't feel bad about the countdown. I've had one on for a while now on my phone. So, uh, I mean, I- I'm right there with you. I figured out a way to kind of make it look like the ESPN countdown to kickoff thing. Where nice. I got like one of the little widgets on your yeah. on your phone and I put like countdown to kickoff a little football logo. And then in 59 days is what it says. So it's pretty cool. You open up your phone and that's the first thing. It's like, all right, we're one day closer. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, we'll be getting into probably some of the team preview stuff within the uh, the next couple of weeks, looking at positions and and schedules and things like that. But for the time being, we did have. Uh, kind of some big news and some unfortunate news uh, for, you know, Michigan's football program. And Tyler, obviously, uh, you're on uh, the Future Blue podcast with Vaughn. Uh, you guys touch on recruiting. So you're you're kind of the recruit. You're Well, no, you're not kind of. You are the recruiting expert on this show. I will say that. Um, and so when, you know, I saw the news last week that uh, Justin Scott, 
who seem to be trending towards Michigan, five-star defensive lineman, uh, announced that he was committing to Ohio State. Uh, there, there was a lot on Twitter that I saw. So I didn't, I didn't follow the, uh, his recruitment all, all that closely or anything like that. But for a lot of folks that did, man, this, this was a bit of a shock. So, so what exactly went down with this? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of what exactly went down, we could, we can guess, I mean, is it NIL? Is it um, just a situation where he thought he'd feel fit better at Ohio state? <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of different crystal balls um, that were, that were, you know, um, thrown towards Justin Scott. One was Notre Dame, one was Miami. So you really don't know. I know a lot of people said it was trending in, in Michigan's way, which it was. And um, for those of you that don't know, just uh, Justin Scott is a uh, 2024 um, defensive line, sorry, defensive lineman, uh, six, four, three, ten out of Chicago, Illinois. So he was the number one player in the state of Illinois, uh, the number three DL uh, and 14, he was a five-star. So, I mean, that was, uh, that would have been the icing on the cake for this upcoming recruiting cycle for Michigan, you know, to get a five-star on there. Um, everybody that they have, Jaden Davis is a four-star. Um, he should be a five-star. He could be upgraded to a five-star by the time um, next year rolls around or th th this fall rolls around. So we'll see what happens there. Um, in terms of what happens, what happened with this? I mean, it could have just been him thinking that he had a better fit at Ohio State, or maybe he just got the bag dropped on him. You don't really know. It's unfortunate because you know when you when you listen to the people that um, you know get paid to cover this all the time, um, they would have told you that just that Justin Scott was leaning towards Michigan, and unfortunately, you know he kind of pulls the rabbit out of out of the hat and just goes to Ohio State, just kind of out of nowhere. So were you as shocked as pretty much everyone else that, that I saw on Twitter? Yeah, see, Ohio State is the one that shocks me because I thought maybe Miami would be one, you okay. know, NIL, U, as, as a lot of people like to call it. Um, I thought, you know, that was an option. And, you know, anytime, you know, Georgia sniffs around it, you know, there's a chance or Georgia could land a player like that. Um, I was shocked, but I... I in this day and age. So this would have shocked me five years ago, a lot more than it shocks me now because, yeah. you know, they have the NIL, you have everything like that. And that's kind of where it all goes. And now he is the number four, number three defensive tackle in the country. So, I mean, sorry, defensive lineman in the country. So, I mean, this would have been an unbelievable get. And, and honestly, you know, they, the Mike Elston and Jerome Moore tried, they, they tried their best and, and they just, they didn't get it done. Yeah, man. And, you know, you, you kind of talked to touched on the, the recruiting class as a whole and they just signed Elias Rudolph, another four star. So that puts, you know, uh, 17 four stars in the class, according to the 247 composite. Um, so and Michigan has has dropped now to the number four class in the country as it as it stands right now. Obviously, that could change. You mentioned Jaden Davis and pretty much from my understanding, it's kind of the on three rating that has pretty much knocked him out of uh, the four star composite. 
uh, for the most part. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, that some, some of the classes or some of the sites have, have Jaden Davis very high as a five-star and then uh, on three has, has him dropped down a little bit lower, which is screwing up his composite. But other than him, like you mentioned, no five stars in this class, 17, four stars. Like, are we looking at this 24 class a little differently that, than they were maybe a month and a half, two months ago? I'm not. I think this class is is just as good as as I expect it to be. I still expect that that it will get even better. Um, you know, you have a quarterback, you have some wide receivers, you have some good depth on defense. I, I like this class. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, well, where's the five stars? Where's the five stars?" You know what? You, five stars are important, and I talked about mm. this on on the the podcast uh, with Vaughn. Um, but five stars are important, but you know, developing five stars right. is also important. You know, you can have all the talent in the world and if you don't have the coaching staff around them, you know, to be able to put everything together, then then you're going to be screwed anyway. So the, the real the reality of it is is like okay, yeah, a bunch of four stars is going to be able to be enough to beat Ohio State. The question is is is, is it enough to win the national championship? And that's that's really the question that's still going right. to be something that we I mean, it's it's definitely going to be something that that's that's going to have to be seen here. I mean, you, yeah. you really just don't know. I mean, obviously they did do a good job um, last year and, and the year before, but by beating Ohio State, by winning the Big Ten title, by getting to the College Football Playoff. So, I mean, can you can you build on that? Is really kind of what it comes down to. And you know, people do talk about um, you know getting this recruiting class um, to the next level. A guy like Aaron Scott is going to commit i believe on june 30th or sorry july 30th he is the uh corner out of uh i believe he's out of cleveland ohio just give me one second here all right yeah so i mean aaron scott is uh the number two player in the state of ohio the number five cornerback overall he is a four star so i guess it it wouldn't get you to that five star level but he is Mm -hmm. scheduled to commit on july 30th um, he is out of Springfield, Ohio. Springfield has a big Ohio State ties, um, but uh, Steve Klinkscale is working at it. Uh, you see Charles Woodson uh, take taking the Instagram and and doing a little bit of a, a, a the picture that that Aaron Scott actually posted. Charles Woodson, uh, you know, reacted to the picture of him at his Ohio State visit. So. It's interesting. We'll see what happens with it. I wouldn't get my hopes up with it. But then again, he seems to be a Michigan lean, uh, seems to get along very well with a lot of the guys in in this 2024 class already. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, And you know what, what's interesting that you mentioned, Tyler? Uh, going back to the, the Justin Scott thing, because you, you talked about development, right? And, and you think of, you know, Michigan, because they've been pretty limited on five-star guys, like off the top of my head, uh, Jabril Peppers, Rashawn Gary, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Mozzie Smith. Um, I'm not sure if it was Aiden a high four-star or a five-star. Donovan Edwards is a five-star, I believe, when it was all said and done. Yep, yep, Donovan Edwards. Johnson as well. Oh, yep, and and he's on track to to be a first-round pick because where I'm going with this is that 
Michigan hasn't had a lot of five stars, but but you think of the guys that they have. And, you know, Jabril Peppers, we we can't really give Jim Harbaugh a whole lot of credit for. He had him, you know, for for a brief period of of time. He was a Brady Hoke recruit, obviously. Yep. But I guess, I, I mean, for the most part, uh, I think Jim did develop. Uh, Jabril had him in 15 and 2016. So we'll, we'll say that. But you think about it. Jabril, Mozzie. Uh, Donovan Edwards is going to be a high pick. Will Johnson probably going to be a first round pick next year. Uh, again, yeah, Aiden McCarthy. Hutchinson, I, I I don't remember if he was a five or, or a high four first round pick. Rashawn Gary, first round pick. I, I mean, Michigan, when they get five stars, they develop these guys, right? And, and you take a look at Ohio State on the offensive side of the football, obviously developing five stars like crazy, right? Like uh, quarterbacks, receivers, the, I, I get that, uh, some offensive linemen. Uh, but on the defensive side of the football, you you take a look at it and uh, you go back, uh, you just go back to the 21 class and maybe uh, JT, uh, T.L. Malu, it, it could potentially be a, a first-round pick. He was the number four player in the country. But like outside of the Penn State game last year, Right. He he wasn't all that great. Obviously, he has a, another year to develop. Jack Sawyer, he was the number five player in the country. Barely hear his name ever. Uh, Zach Harrison obviously comes to mind. Certainly was not a first round right. pick, even though he was a highly touted five star recruit. And and that was the thing that Justin Scott mentioned what was going to play for Larry Johnson. And and I don't know, man. It, I mean, it, you know, more power to him. He can he can choose whatever you know school that he wants to. But Michigan's got a pretty good track record of developing five star guys. Yep. And and honestly, it's starting to to develop into wins as well, which is the most important mm-hmm. thing, you know, for what we do and for what fans want as well. Obviously, results sell. Um, but in terms of, of where Michigan's at, in terms of, you know, the recruiting uh, of this recruiting class, I like it. I think four yeah. is good. Um, you talked about five stars. I mean, five stars don't grow on trees, first right. of all, for a lot of people that think, oh, well, Michigan should have their pick of the litter. The last five years, the top the the five stars have pretty much gone to three schools: Alabama, yep. Georgia, Ohio State. And one year, one year got A and M mixed in. A and M, yeah, but that was the bag drop, and that's that's <laughs> not that's <laughs> all. Not that, exactly. And most of them guys transferred out this offseason. Ex- exactly. So, to be honest with you, you, to to be able to get a lot of four stars and develop those, like, what's the gap between a a, a high four star and right a fringe five-star guy yeah obviously there's a huge difference between a regular four-star and a very like number one player in the country but you know developing could kind of bridge bridge that gap a little bit and that's why you have a good coaching staff like Michigan does and and, you know I think this is a a good segue here because you brought up wins Tyler and uh another thing that we haven't gotten a a chance to touch on even though it made waves uh a little bit was uh, the the implementation of the beat Georgia drill uh, in, you know, reportedly coming out of Michigan's uh, practices or that they're going to be implementing it in, in camp and whatnot. Um, but, you know, you go back a couple of years ago and, and, and there was a lot of mockery, you know, for for Michigan, which I didn't fully understand. I did see a lot of the the smart people, though, the the, the people that I respect that talk about college football. They were like, 
yeah, this makes sense. Georgia's a back-to-back national champion. Like, if you want to win a national championship, probably going to have to get through Georgia or the likes of, you know, of Alabama and, and whatnot. But Georgia's at the, at the perch of college football right now, right? Like, that that just ultimately makes sense until someone knocks them off. They're the king of college football at, at the end of the day. And, and you go back a couple years ago, Tyler, and, and Michigan got mocked for the implementation of the beat Ohio state drill. Right. And they were like, yeah, they, they started mocking them. Guess what? Since, and I'm not saying this is going to be what happens, but since they implemented that drill every day in practice, they haven't lost to Ohio state. Like it's obviously something that has worked. Um, And you know, that everyone's making their jokes about, oh, they should implement a beat TCU or, or something like that. And I saw some people like, wouldn't you have to get through a team like TCU to, to play Georgia? And like, no, just two years ago, they, they freaking played Georgia in the first round of the college football playoff. Like anything, you don't know what this, if you get there, the seating could be anything. I, I, I actually like that Michigan's uh, doing this because the the goals have now shifted, right, Tyler? Obviously, after back-to-back Big Ten championships, they had to get over that hump to begin. Like, it was they, – they could not beat Ohio State. They couldn't get to a Big Ten championship game, let alone win one. Finally started taking that extremely seriously and have developed the program's culture to the point where now the expectation – is to beat Ohio state and win big 10 championships. And they're going to keep that beat Ohio state drill. But now they're like, we're good enough. We think to win a national championship. Let's also let's, let's, you know, set aside some of our time to focus on what it'll take to be a national champion. And and, and quite honestly, I agree with the sentiment. No, I agree a hundred percent. I think to, to beat the best, you have to do extra things. You have to be in practice a little bit longer. Obviously, nowadays there's there's restrictions, but you get the point. You know, you need to mm-hmm. do the extra things in the off season. You need to do um, some extra prep. You need to do, like because to beat a team like Alabama or Georgia, and obviously in this case it's Georgia, just supplement it for Alabama. How how did you have to beat Alabama previously? You had to try to slay the dragon. That's kind of what they're trying to do with this whole beat Georgia drill. I love the idea of it because think about it. The only way you can do it is if you talk about it, you talk about it, you talk about it, you keep it in front of you, you keep it in front of you. And then when the time comes and you do have to play Georgia, that's when that everything that you've worked towards all season, uh, I'm sure you've been a part of a sports team um, previously, everything that you've worked for all year, works up to that last situation where you have to face a team like Georgia. And then that's kind of what puts you over the top. If you can execute and we can go in the X and O's and stuff like that. But in terms of like mentality and in terms of, of a winning culture, Michigan's done a really good job with that. So now let's move the goalposts a little bit further and let's, let's win a national title. Let's win. Let's, let's see what it feels like to win a national title because, you know, everyone talks shit about Jim Harbaugh and it's always says this, that, and the other thing, but you know what? He's, he was this close to winning a Super Bowl. He's this close to winning a national title. And I think, I, I think the margin is not that big. I really don't think the margin between the team like Michigan and Georgia. I mean, is it significant? It could still be significant, but that doesn't matter. You play one this year more so than Eddie. I think I would agree with you that the margin is is probably as slim as it's been. I will say that. I don't know what the margin is, but it's it's slimmer than it was in twenty twenty one. 
Oh yeah, that 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 was it was evident. You could just tell right. early in the first quarter that they weren't going to be able to compete, and that was unfortunate. But you know what? You went back to the drawing board last year. You did everything that you had to do, and then you ran into a TCU team where you kind of shot yourself in the foot, and you kind of became Michigan again in terms of not a good way in terms of being Michigan again. So can you get over that? Can you finally win a bowl game? Yeah. And for those idiots to say, and I, with all due respect, idiots saying that, you know, you should create a beat TCU drill. No, you shouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't. You were a better football team than TCU was last year. You, you let them, you let them beat you. You beat yourself, but you also let them beat you. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I, I feel with, with that, with the drill. Yeah. I, I mean, and and on that note, like that's not the point of the the drill, right? Like it, it it's it's to be a champion. Georgia TCU didn't beat Georgia. TCU was not the national champion last they year. Georgia was beating Georgia. You know, yeah, that. exactly. Michigan wants to get to that mountaintop. They don't they don't want to finish second. Like, yeah, I get it. You could be like, well, they haven't even had a chance to finish second. And guess what? I totally agree. And there's a lot of questions to be asked about bowl preparation under Jim Harbaugh, and we'll probably in December be talking about that if yeah. if that is the case where where if Michigan is back into the college football playoff that that is a separate conversation to be had but you you're out of your mind I, I don't think Georgia had the same drill but you're out of your mind if you don't think that Kirby Smart over the last six years was non-stop talking about to his program about beating Alabama you know that that was in the very forefront of their minds, and they could not do it until they played them in that national championship game two years ago. And they now look where they're at. Game too. Exactly. like They lost. Remember, Alabama beat the hell out of them in the SEC championship game. I mean, yep. Georgia could not beat Alabama, and it looked like for a while in that national championship game, that they were going to go down to them again. I don't remember. Was it a fumble or an interception? Something weird happened where Alabama had all the momentum. And and I was like, God, Alabama just has all the It was the interception, yeah. And it was just a really weird freak play. And you're like, man, they're going to do it again. But Georgia eventually found a way. And I full-heartedly believe the only reason for that was that they did not completely shrink in that moment was because over the last six years, the culture had been implemented at Georgia that we are good enough to beat Alabama. And I think that's what Michigan is trying to accomplish here. Yeah, I agree. I I 100% agree with that. And and honestly, that – the goal of that drill is not okay. We're we're definitely going to beat Georgia, but we're going to put our biggest foot forward to try and mm-hmm. do everything in practice, and in this drill in particular, but not not just in in this drill in particular, but all of them. Finish all of them. Do everything. Use all your cliches that you want, but the goal at the end of the day is not just to beat Ohio State. That's still part of the goal. Let's right. let's not be let's not. Oh yeah, that, that's here. still that's still the very first goal. Like, let's be honest here. The the goals are in order: beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, win a national championship. Exactly. And honestly, the, it's a loser's mentality to say, "Okay, well, we we can't quite compete with Georgia, so we're gonna beat it." I think there there'd be a lot more mocking if it was a beat TCU drill. To be honest with you, absolutely, because because you don't know who you're going to play there. Like the likelihood of you playing TCU again is very slim. But if you want to win a national championship, the likelihood of having to go through Georgia is a lot higher than anyone else in the country here this year. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right on that. So, 
we will shift gears once again as we come close to the the final stretch of the show here this week. And Tyler, I know you had uh, an interesting question. I don't even know what it is. So I'm, I'm very excited to, to see exactly what you have in store here. Well, so we've only been working together for a little bit here. I just want to get your thoughts. I know some people don't care about this. I'm one of those people that do because I'm a little I'm I'm 28, so I I, I still kind of care about the uniforms and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen uh, some of the recruits have been taking pictures with the blue jersey with the maze numbers, the white pants, and then the maze accessories. What do you think of that look? Um, I think I I don't mind the blue top white pant combo. I don't like the maze accessories that go with them. I, I don't know why I'm more of a, I'm more of a, like with those blue or white, I, yeah. I want to see with, with the accessories, the may, I, something about the maze accessories kind of throw me off a little bit. I, I'm not a huge fan of them. I like the solid, you know, dark color or the, the complete white, but, but maze is like a solid light color. And I, I don't know if I, yeah, if weird. I like th- yeah, it, for the accessories, right? And, you know, the one time they wore the all-maze uniforms against Florida in 2017, like, those were cool for one time, but I much prefer, like, the all-blues or, or all-whites or something like that. I want to say, I, personally, my favorite uniform combination at home is the maze, sorry, the blue jersey with the maze pants. So I'm traditional. Okay, with that. you're traditional I do that like way, the yeah. blue on blue. I do like that for big games, yep. for Ohio State games, stuff right. like that. Um, the white... The, the white combination, I'm starting to come around to this a little bit more, but I still like the white jersey with the maize pants. Okay. I did like the white with the blue pants. I hate the white on white. I'm not a fan of the white on white. Really? Okay. Interesting. I'm not a fan. I wish the white jerseys had like the outline in maize on the blue. Jer- so with the white jersey with the blue number, I wish there was a maize outline, kind of like there used to be in the 90s. Okay. And stuff like yeah. that. I, th- I think that would be cool. Um, but I don't know. It's just weird. You see a lot of these uh, recruits taking pictures with that combination that I gave you and then the all maze look and sometimes the maze top with the blue pants. I, I would love to see that in the game. That would be that would be an interesting one. because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that would contrast, right? Because you got a light color that you see first and then a dark color on the bottom. So I'm wondering how that exactly would look. I think it would look cool. Yeah. Does West Virginia do something like that? Do they do? Yeah, and that's that's the see the more that you do stuff like this, the more you start to look like West Virginia too. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think they have some nice uniforms, but I mean, you're Michigan. You stick with what what's got right. you there. But I do like mess messing around with it. So like, I am traditionalist, but at the same time, I do like a little bit of flair. You know what I mean? The the nice thing about these recruiting pictures that you're talking about is that we can kind of see what they would look like. You know On what I'm saying? Field. Yes. Right. Instead of it instead of it being like, hmm, I, I bet that I bet that would go together, you know, like seeing it in action be like, yeah, I kind of like that, or no, that that looks horrible, you know. I yeah, for some reason I don't like the white on white. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I think it's just because I grew up and it, there was the maze pants and it was just yes. The best so that was a thought. that was a tough thing because that was right when Jim Harbaugh took over, right? Because that's how I think that's how it was when he played, or maybe a little bit when he when yeah. he was growing up. That that was the the combination. But for me, it was always white top maze pants on the road. You know, it should be that's the way it should. But here's the thing: I mean, you obviously uniforms you can kind of get superstitious with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like when they try the maze pants with, with the white Jersey. I just think it looks best. I really yeah. do. It, it just looks so clean. 
What what is your thoughts on the helmet stickers then? If you because because they were not around when when we were growing up, right? But but they were you know back in the day. What what are your thoughts on those? I like them. I I, yeah. I mean I, I know a lot of people liked the number on the side, like when when Brady. See, I I hated that. that. I hated that. Yeah, I never liked that. I also we talk about uniforms just because there's not a whole lot more to talk about in yeah. terms of the the Michigan it's July fifth program. But we're getting closer and closer as we talked about. But the uh, the the Adidas uniforms were the worst thing that ever happened to Michigan football. Oh my god, man! I, and uh, I I hated not only the Adidas. I did not like, and I know I might be in the minority here. I'm not really sure, but I didn't like the legacy uniforms no. um, because I. So I understand the the significance of number one, and I'm cool with like one jersey having that, you know, sort of significance, even maybe number two now because of Charles. But I prefer guys to to go out there and maybe make their own legacy, right? Like yeah. forcing forcing the quarterback to wear number 98 is the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Devin Gardner wearing 98. Yeah, that was I and those uniforms were horrible. The, that was Horrid. all blue, right? Those were those yes. were blue. Yeah, and I and I did they have the yellow stripe on the uh, on the shoulder sleeve, or was that yeah, just for the, the under numbers the lights were game? Like I can't bubbly. remember. That was just yeah. like a weird look. Don't like that look. Um, the one look that I do like that I would like to see come back at some point, and I, you can fight me on this if you want to, but the uh, the 2011 Notre Dame uh, under the lights one with the block M on the front it looks like a hockey jersey, but I love that look. I think did you for a game like Notre Dame, for a game like Penn yeah. State, a game like that, Nebraska, uh, maybe a bigger rival like Wisconsin or something. Not for a Ohio State, I don't think. So I think I think if you are going to do that, you have to do it the way that they did it for the Under the Lights game in the sense that Notre Dame also wore a very throwback alternate uniform. Yep. I wouldn't want to see Michigan wear that and the other team wear just their regular uniforms that they're wearing that year. If you're going to do it, make it special for both teams, which I thought they did really well. Even the, the refs got into it, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, they they wore the old-style uh, referee uniforms and whatnot. And then obviously became an instant classic. You know, so maybe, like you said, we, we might get a little nostalgic and superstitious, but but the, those uniforms are kind of near and dear because of how that game ended up. And the Denard Robinson, I mean, I would kill to just have one of those. Like, even though it's Adidas, even though I don't like Adidas, I mean, I'll wear it like in my own street clothes and stuff. But yeah, in terms of uniforms, I don't like the, the hockey ones that they do now. And I certainly didn't like the football, the Michigan football stuff but that, that's one i would certainly get if i could get my hands on it but that would be cool to see what are your thoughts on doing a michigan ohio state game color rush so like like michigan wearing their they're all blues and ohio state wearing like all whites or all something red. like that all or red. all red yeah. interesting that so i i remember remember the basketball game where michigan was in the all the complete maze and ohio state was in the the complete reds a lot of people yeah. hated that i kind of liked that I like so it. i i so i might and i don't know if it, it might i might be different for football i'm not sure i'd have to see it but honestly i don't mind the thought of it yeah i don't mind the idea i know a lot of people talk about like oh well let's do a color rush and let's do michigan ohio state at nighttime and it's like yeah they're not gonna do that first of no all. that no i would not I, it, it should be at noon but michigan wearing like they're all blues and ohio state wearing the the right, I, I don't remember white. like if they if they wore those uniforms that they had the black helmets for you know with, with all white or even if michigan oh, the, was uh, in, 2016 game ones yeah yeah yep. yeah 
yeah, like like I think that would I think that would be a good contrast to be honest with you. It's kind of weird. It's like the schools have gotten away from doing the throwback. Like I mean, you, you look at that 2016 Ohio State game and Ohio yeah. State had those I think they were from like the 50s or something like that, those jerseys or maybe from mm. the 30s, I don't remember what it was. Michigan wore that under the lights one against Notre Dame. You don't it feels like you don't see uh, Ohio State wore that white wolf jersey remember that the yep. white wolf that i mean that was uh, i think jim harbaugh's first um game against ohio state that and obviously that didn't go yeah. well with zeke but um i don't know i i know a lot of people are traditionalists when it comes to like the rivalry games and i can see it i can see it but i i wouldn't mind like saying all right let's try this out and if it sucks then we'll go back to what it right what it was um but yeah i don't know i mean what's your thoughts on that like do you do you is there a reason you think that they just don't yeah. do it anymore? So the interesting thing, right? Like Nike was doing that for a while. Remember like back in the early 2010s, like, like Michigan state where they had like kind of that, uh, that bronze helmet almost they, they yep. like switch it up and they had the whole uniform, almost like a Spartan, like actual Spartan uniform and yep. things like that. Like that one comes to mind. Obviously they did some stuff with Ohio state. Like Nike was was really doing that. And like you said, I don't really see a lot of that anymore, which is weird because uniforms are, are still very much a, a big thing and Obviously, a big yeah. selling point, right? To, to some recruits and things like that. They want to look good at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, the other thing, a very subtle thing that I've always kind of talked about that I would like to see Michigan do. I know Ohio State does it, so maybe they wouldn't want to do it that way. But if you're wearing a Michigan jersey and you're in like a state like I am in Massachusetts and it doesn't say Brady or it doesn't say Woodson and it's just like a number one or something with a Jordan, a lot of people don't know that's Michigan. Why not like a little block M like here? Yeah, or everything's minimalistic now, man. Everything you know is I mean? so minimalistic. I'm just very like I understand it because, you know, most people, you know, if you're in Michigan or in your, you're in Ohio or you know, a lot of places in the country, they'll know it's Michigan if it's Brady or Woodson or Peppers or, mm -hmm. you know, someone like that. Um, but in terms of like, just yeah, being in a state where maybe it's not as popular, people are like, is that West Virginia? Like what school is that? Is that even football? Like, what is that? So yeah. I don't know. I think it would be something small, something cool. But. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that man, like, like NFL teams, they have a logo or a, or a name across the front of their Jersey somewhere or something like that. College football is not really like that. I wouldn't hate the block M right here. Yeah. On the yeah. sleeves on the sleeve. I don't know. Or, that's my, or that's even, my uniform or, talk or even, or even just like opposite the Jordan logo. Like if they did it on, on one shoulder, like chest plate and the, the logo on the other side, that might look interesting. Logo, huh? You got the Big Ten logo over here. That's though. oh yeah, of course you gotta you gotta have yeah, that. You gotta salute the conference. You know why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all that's I have important. for uniform talk. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all the time we have for the show this week, anyway. So uh, before we wrap up, Tyler, I'll, I'll let you uh, plug your social media. Where can we find you, man? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91 uh, for all my good and bad takes, uh, Michigan football <laughs> and Detroit Red Wings. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the, the Maze of Brew Twitter page as well. And please check out all of our podcasts on the Block M Podcast Network. Subscribe, rate, leave a review. We've got a lot of great shows for you. It's almost football season. Let us know what you think 
uh, and and we love to to hear the feedback from you and would appreciate a five star review wherever you get your podcast. So for Tyler Seeley, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Feeling Blue.